0: This episode has been sponsored by Vital Red Light. Vital Red Light is everything you need to fix your blemish, making you look younger and uh, just well more sophisticated, making you feel amazing through mood boost and uh, better recovery for the gym goers. Check them out at vitalredlight.com. Use code 2AM at checkout. Our second sponsor f- for today is going to be Portal Sleep. Hmm. Portal is perfectly, perfectly matched with the relaxation state that you get with Vital Red Light. That's why I like it. It has uh, intense dreams. It's the perfect formula for you to get deep, efficient sleep, f- making you feel super energized the next day. Use code 2AM for that as well. We also have Exter. Exter is an accessory company for people that live live on the go. Perfect. I use one of their wallets. It's the card holder that has uh, fits up to six cards. Uh, mine is carbon fiber, which is pretty sick, and I love it. I love it. It's really sleek. You pull it out at the gas station, people look, hmm, what is that? I'm like, yeah, it's my wallet. Use code 2AM for that. Um, the next and the final one is going to be Rare Bird Coffee. Parazanthine. Mm. I know Zade loves this. Our favorite. Yeah. For anyone that has a high sensitivity to caffeine, this is the perfect uh, alternative to coffee. Um, has the same benefits as coffee, except you don't get those jitters in the morning.
1: And it won't disrupt your sleep.
0: Excellent. Go ahead and check them out. Uh, taste it. Do whatever. Use code 2AM at checkout. All right. Without further ado, let's uh, hop right into this.
1: First thing that I have to say is that this six milligrams in is hitting.
0: Really? It's hitting. Damn. Um, when was the last time you had a six?
1: A couple days ago. I think it's the <laughs> fact that I'm a little bit sleep deprived and a tiny bit dehydrated.
0: Mm. Sometimes I feel like if if things are mass produced, you might get that one pouch that's just insane. Like it's not six.
1: Dude, you know what? Okay. So that's it's funny that you brought that up because I got a, what is it? Wintergreen, the green? Yeah. Three milligram pack, all right. For some reason, this pack hit <laughs> every single time. And listen, I'm an obsessive personality, so when I when I buy a can of Zins, I'll usually go through half the can in a day.
0: Are you sure it wasn't three milligrams squared? Because <laughs> <laughs> that should be hitting.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I do believe in that actually. Yeah. I I think you know every once in a while there's one batch that comes out super strong.
0: Yeah. No, I believe it, and it's with anything really, not just nicotine. Like, I don't know, I think about. What if there was uh, extra sugars in something, you know, like a Coke? I don't know. could happen. Yeah. Or you go through the drive-thru. Yeah.
1: They put, like, I mean, they don't make it by hand, but
0: you get my point? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if they made soda by hand, I'd go there every day. Ooh, yeah. But but there's just something about
1: nicotine pouches or nicotine in general that if you abuse and you're sleep-deprived and you're dehydrated, like, it's a terrible time.
0: Yeah. It's I mean, not fun. Same thing with caffeine. Like, what if you pick up, like, a, a batch of your favorite Pete's coffee, right? Grounded. You're cool. And then um, it, one day you just get the jitters. And you're like, what the hell is this? I didn't <laughs> expect this much caffeine. Like, what if there was a way? Like, if we if we tested it, right? That's the only way we would find out. Because I think maybe our bodies are unreliable sometimes. Depending on how much sleep you got, how dehydrated you are, or how hydrated you are. You know, whatever. Yeah, there's a
1: fine line with stimulants. Mm. That really is a fine line, so
0: be careful out there. Stimuli. We're not recommending anything. I had the funniest thing happen to me today. I actually didn't know what to think of this, but uh, I was at my uh, photo shoot for the day. I was doing a real estate photo shoot, and there was a particular house in the city of Riverside where I was shooting, and I was like, hmm, I can tell it's one of those really shitty houses. And, uh... What made you say that? Dude, it's one of those... uh, Because from the outside, it looks fine. You walk in, you're like, oh, my God. I don't think this place has seen sunlight in, like, maybe a decade. Damn. You know? You can smell that stench from the carpet. They have pets. It's just like... Smokers? I mean, it's been smoked in. I don't know if Mm -hmm. they're smokers, though. That's gross. Didn't come off as smokers. um, Dude, you can tell that carpet has been pissed on, shat on... Uh, anything you could possibly imagine. <laughs> Vomit it on. Yeah. And then, on top of that, no sunlight. So, uh, bacteria is, uh, that's kind of the word that's hitting my mind. Oh, sunlight
1: there. is a disinfectant.
0: So. Yeah. And, uh, anyway. So, I bear through it, right? and I do the interior. And I'm, I'm like, alright, finally, the backyard, let me get some fresh air. Go into the backyard. I'm like, oh, okay. It's quite empty. Just like, you know, they need to mow the grass and stuff, but nothing too crazy. And every once in a while you get a client like this anyway. So you just have to deal with it. You do the same exact formula. It's just the house looks like shit. So <laughs> nothing we can do. My pictures <laughs> look the same though. <laughs> um anyway. So I'm sitting there doing one angle from the left side of the house by the front by the back door, looking out into the space, so the opposite corner. Okay, And as I'm walking to the opposite corner to fulfill that one, I uh, I see something come out of a tarp, okay? And there was a naked man that goes, "Hey, how's it going?" And dude, at first, it scared the shit out of me <laughs> because I from what I know the owners are inside, right? And this guy's just holding a toothbrush naked.
1: Are you serious right now? I
0: swear to God. Okay, this guy is looking at me. He comes out of a tarp. And mind you, this is in, like, my peripheral. So I'm not directly looking in that direction where he came out from. But it was in my peripheral. Why? Because I'm putting down my tripod. So I'm like, I see this. I freak out. I'm like, like, at first, like, the vibration of my body changed. You know, like, I got shocked. And then I realized he's naked. And he goes, hey, how's, how's it going? And I'm like, uh, good. I think, no, no, the first thing I said was,
1: hey. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> like, thing you said?
0: <laughs> uh, good. You know? You and, didn't tell I, me about
1: this before the episode. Did dude, you leave this stress for the episode? Yes, I oh did. Oh, my God, On purpose,
0: dude. okay? And I, I'm like, I'm just, my personality is always like, let's just not think about it. Whatever. It was random. This guy obviously lives here. I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> but uh, I'm like... I'm just shocked at that point. I didn't know whether to laugh, cry, or just be concerned. You know, I was just like, whatever. I'm just gonna finish the shot, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I go back into the house from the back backyard door, and uh, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for the front door. So I'm gonna go do that, and then the drone shots. And then she was like, <laughs> the drone like, shots. Oh, okay, oh yeah, perfect. Do you want me to move the? Do you want me to move the? Um, the cars in the front. And I was like, yeah, please. And uh, she's like, okay, we will do. And she's like, oh, by the way, don't mind that guy in the back. And I'm like, Uh, maybe a warning before? Maybe lead (laughs) with that. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell was that, you know? Not even who was that. What the hell is he doing there? I don't know. It was just. I can imagine you getting a drone shot and this dude just comes out butt naked. Bro, like the thing is, and I started thinking about it more. I'm like, what if I scared the shit out of him? But it was like vice versa, you know? Like he scared me, but it's because I scared him?
1: I don't think so. I don't think the type of person to walk out naked when strangers are around is
0: the type of person to be scared by their presence. Bro, it looked like he just woke up. It's like... Oh, hey. Good how morning. Are, how are you doing? Good morning. Mm. <laughs> he had a toothbrush <laughs> no. in his hand? Yeah. Was it's he brushing like you, his teeth? It's like when we went camping. You know, you wake up, you have your toothbrush in your hand? Yeah, you're it's groggy like as shit. You're, like, <laughs> you're trying to
1: orient yourself but in the world.
0: Except we're not naked, dude. <laughs> Um, I didn't. I was in disbelief into what just happened. Right? When when
1: he first came out, where did your eyes gravitate towards?
0: Bro, I just went like <laughs> nothing. It was just like towards his face, and then I immediately moved back. It's just you realize, preferably yeah. that he's naked. Like I even said, "Hey," like not looking at him. You know, it was weird. I uh, always interesting things will happen to you in life. All you have to do is step outside of the door in the morning, <laughs> and you'll never know.
1: Bro, you, you couldn't script that. Imagine waking up in the morning and then towards the afternoon, you're just confronted with this butt-ass naked dude. Was there anyone with you? No. It's
0: just me, solo photographer. No, that's really awkward. And I was like, man, I don't even know. I don't even know what to make of this anymore.
1: How old is he? I have no
0: fucking clue. <laughs> like, I,
1: you really have no idea? D- no. You can't even estimate?
0: Nope. Maybe... L- early 30s, late
1: 20s. Now, the the question that comes up in my mind is, what is the relationship between the homeowners and this dude?
0: No clue. And then the fact that they warned me after. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. What? That's all she said? Maybe something uh, before I went would have been nice, you know? Yeah, save my eyes some. Or let him know, maybe. I don't know. Crazy. Because I thought I was tripping. I was like, it, my first, like, some of my first thoughts were like, does this guy live here? Or is he <laughs> do they know? <laughs> this dude is just bumming it out in the shed. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, hey, good morning. <laughs> whoa, whoa, sir. Good morning, John. But, uh, I mean, he dipped quick. He said, hey, how are you doing? And then, like, I basically said, hey, turned around, and then in my peripheral, I'm like, oh, he's not there anymore. Did he get dressed? No. You just uh, left he just straight.
1: Left. You just left naked. Yep. Maybe he's one of those nudists.
0: No, there's no way. Come on. What other scenario? Like... Bro, he's in his house. Ha- like, I don't... That's what I'm saying. Like, did I walk in at a wrong time? Walk out? put the fuck? See, I'm not even in or out. Like, I'm outside.
1: Okay, I still have to ask him some questions here. Mm. When he said hi and you said hey or whatever, did he just stand there and
0: look at you? Yeah, with a toothbrush. But again, for I'm how long? Not, I'm not directly...
1: I know, I know. Staring. But for
0: how long was he there? I would say probably a good fifteen seconds, ten seconds. That's... Like it was a quick in and out. Like it felt like I walked out as as he walked out. So when when we crossed paths, it was like a whoa, both of us. Oh, okay, <laughs> maybe he was just sunbathing. I don't think so. There was no sun. Oh, okay. It was drizzling this morning. See, I don't yeah, know. It was, just, uh, it was a weird encounter.
1: Some weird people uh,
0: out there, dude. I've seen weirder stuff like that than I have like ghost adventuring, honestly.
1: <laughs> On this episode of the Ghost Hunters, um, which <laughs> by the way, I, I actually watched an episode recently. <laughs> <It was laughs> so stupid, hunter. nothing really? happened. Like, so f- for example, this this is how stupid the show is. Mm. They'll have maybe three or four in- encounters in the span of like let's say twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they skip through six hours of potential footage, mm-hmm. and they just end the investigation. Yeah. What did we find? Oh, we found a few whispers on the tape recorder, and yeah. that's about it.
0: And then you hear you hear it, and it goes, Tyler, Tyler. I'm coming for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, did you hear that? Yeah. I was going to say you're... something before that. Shit. EMF? Ghost Adventures? What? No, it, it was something different. Something different? It was like off topic? You know how frustrating it is to lose a thought? Yeah. I know exactly how, how that feels. Anyways. Anyway. Maybe I'll find it. Anything interesting happen at Dexafit this week? Last week? No,
1: not really. Interesting. It's one of those jobs where you, you don't come across, like, too much craziness. Okay.
0: What about um any cool people
1: happen to walk in? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of cool people. I mean, four to five years ago when they started the company up, Connor McGregor and his team came in. They literally shut down the entire place. And oh, my They just God. came in and did, did their scans and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and we get, dude, we get professional MMA fighters, boxers, trail runners. We get some pretty intense people. Okay.
0: We're going to shut down every one of these doors. Every one of these. <laughs> walking in like a yoga. Fuck it. It's not Dexafit anymore. It's Dexafat. It's, no. It's Connerfit. It's Connerfit. <laughs> McGregor. Yeah. Oh. That's cool. I mean, it's kind of, I've always thought about this, and I'm like, it's always cool to be uh, in, like, an industry where it's accommodating to, to professionals and uh, well-known athletes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or even celebrities, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of people in the beauty industry that just, you know, either cut hair or do makeup or whatever for um, high-value people like that. Uh. And then at the end of the day, it runs for the general public too, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: It's different clientele. Mm -hmm. That's what I appreciate about it. You're not working at a, I mean, there's nothing wrong with working at like a Carl's Jr. or one of these other places. But in general, the quality of clientele is going to be much different. I don't even think you can call a fast food customer clientele.
0: Yeah, it's just a customer. It's just a customer. (laughs) Yeah, and if they come more than once, it's a repeat customer. (laughs) It's not a client. (laughs) Yeah, we don't got no file out there for you. No files. Yeah. Hey, John, let me pull out your file today. Oh, famous star with cheese, I see.
1: <laughs> the huge. The huge. Going back to the, the lingo, the 2 a.m. lingo. Yeah. But what I find interesting about Ghost Hunters is that uh, generally the American episodes are very boring. Mm-hmm. And I, now I sound like I'm obsessed with Ghost Hunters, but I'm not. Ghost Hunters International, though. That's where it's at. From the past episodes that I've seen.
0: Yes. I mean I agree because they go to like the catacombs and weird places in Italy and uh, dude the castles
1: where they have torture rooms oh, they have all dude. sorts of devices that have tortured people to the
0: most disgusting degree yeah. and I'm gonna believe that's real like, well, I'm of not, course I'm, it's real I mean I'm not gonna believe that it's 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 staged by ghost hunters you know
1: well, yeah I, I do believe in ghosts I think you know if we're talking about energy in this this universe in this world yeah and why why wouldn't it be a possibility yeah
0: Not just that, but like the locations themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, are they pre-setting them up? Be like, yeah, we're going to make this a dungeon room, you know? (laughs) Or is it actually a dungeon room? That's where I'm like,
1: "Hmm." I think it's actually a dungeon room. Because a lot of these castles and places have a rich history.
0: Would you ever take a trip like that? Oh, hell yeah. Same. Go to Ireland? People call me crazy, but I would. Creepy-ass Go to a mansion. castle? Yeah, dude. the Can- uh, castle? What the hell? Old-school balconies up there? Nothing oh. like it. The little lookouts? Even, Dude, everything in those buildings down to the window shape and, like, the window size, the material used to build such a building is just outright creepy. hmm And it's... Do you think that's something, like, the media kind of created? Or would, would you be born and just be like, that looks creepy, even though I don't know what creepy is? What do you mean? So like, a castle. A castle probably felt really homey and comfortable at a certain time, but maybe because of movies and the influence on that made us categorize that as creepy. Hmm. You get me?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's probably both. There probably is a real sense of, like, creepiness if you enter a place like that, especially that has a rich history of, like, all this horrific shit. Mm-hmm. And the way we, you know, when you think of Castle, you think of Dracula, you think of all of these other mm. Frankenstein, all this other stuff. Mm.
0: Candles at night.
1: So there's a cultural component, and then there's, I think there's a real-world experience component to it. Yeah.
0: I mean, lanterns in the dark just give off a creepy vibe, too.
1: Next-level vibe. Right? Yeah.
0: You start thinking of nuns and possessed uh, priests and whatever.
1: Some dude hanging on a tree branch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> we got to make that happen one day. Oh, dude! What's interesting is the is the accuracy within like the Latin language. The Latin language just speaks like exorcism, demonic, uh, like outright, black magic. Yeah, yeah. Outright like ghost, paranormal, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always the Latin language. You know, so, like, when you think of casting spells, it's always in land, And then there's always a time that's linked, no matter what, uh, I think, belief you you have. You know, whether you come from Judaism, uh, Islam, Christianity, Hinduism, there's always, like, this one shared or a couple shared kind of facts where you you start to see, like, a pattern where it's, like, um, 3 a.m., you know, we believe in, like, 3 a.m., like, this kind of energy thrives.
1: 3.33 a.m.? Right. I think that's the one that I've heard. Something like that? Yeah. Supposedly when the devil's awake.
0: hmm Crazy to think about that, like, all of these religions, like, share the same kind of thought, you know? Uh, so when I see that, like, especially in movies, like, oh, the clock hit 2.30 a.m. or whatever, it's always around that time when things start to go south. Hmm. And it's like where does that where does that idea come from? You know?
1: You know what I think it is? Hmm. Maybe it maybe you can take it from the perspective of evolutionary biology when our ancestors our ancestors were awake during the day and asleep at night. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, and at night there are a lot of predators that can potentially harm us. If we're out in the middle of the night. So I think that's that's probably where that creepy component exists. But I could be wrong. But, you know, I like to look at it from from that lens, too.
0: It's just creepy, dude. Like when we were in Big Bear and we were walking around at like 2 in the morning outside, pitch black. You just get this like otherworldly sense. Like there's this like it's like a split energy right now where we're in reality. But also we're like fucking something we shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know. Because everyone's asleep. <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean, it's thrilling, honestly. But. Yeah, we enjoy it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a different type of adventure. You can, feel, you can feel it internally. You're like, ooh, like you're almost looking for something, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's in Big Bear. Yeah. That's thats in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, where you're, you're pretty damn safe. Yeah, a bunch of cabins. Now imagine going into the catacombs of Italy or France or any of these where other you,
0: places. and You literally have, like, uh, a flame on a stick, basically. And the thing goes for miles. Mm -hmm. You can get lost easily. There was a movie on the catacombs. Uh, I think it's called As Above, So Below. Uh, Yes. You've seen it?
1: I I recognize it. I don't know if I've seen it.
0: It's about the girl that wants to finish her dad's, uh, I guess, her dad was a legend in finding some sort of artifacts, and then one thing he always failed at, and he died doing it, was grabbing or finding something ancient within the catacomb walls. Hmm. So she goes and then she finds the thing or whatever, but then ends up basically um and I don't know, initiates like some demonic <laughs> shit because of what she did. She grabbed the lantern and, and they get, get the stuck yeah, they get stuck in the catacombs or whatever. And then they're battling like police at the same time. So like a bunch of stuff's happening down there. But I think it was it was pretty creepy. What do you think the creepiest place is?
1: Mm. Like if I were to drop you into any scenario, what would the creepiest one be for you? Mm.
0: From what I've experienced or just generally? Could be both. I know at the top of my head, the Queen Mary. Really? It's pretty freaky. I've been there during the day and during the night. (laughs) And either way, it's creepy. Hmm. Super creepy. I can see that. Uh, I think it's because of like it's modeled after the olden days, so.
1: Don't they have hotel hotel rooms in there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really great. There are some rooms it. you're not allowed to book. Dun, 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 dun. One wonders why. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like that, man. There's a lot of stuff we don't know as humans, and I think it's the other realm type of stuff. That's why I like what Tyler was saying about, like, the fourth dimension and, like, these other realms. Like, we're in our own realm. So, like, aliens come from some other realm, you know, visiting us into whatever. I like those kind of ideas because it goes to show you, like, the universe is, isn't just us. Like, we're, that's very selfish of us to think, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's thrilling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think – I heard the stat today. I-, I can't recall it exactly, so I'll say it verbatim, but – um, I think human beings can only visually perceive like 0.005% of the electromagnetic spe- spectrum. Hmm. So I mean just our our senses are keeping us away from this entire new world. Interesting. And who's to say like Tyler was saying, who's to say what's in that world, so.
0: Yeah. Even the smartest man, who he can't tell us what is, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, bro, I mean, intelligence is one thing, but it's certainly... You can become so smart that you're stupid.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: In in multiple facets, but... Intelligence can't be the only thing that you can rely
0: on. Crazy times. Mm Mm-hmm. Where everyone thinks they're the shit, but they don't want to reveal their background, you know?
1: Care to elaborate?
0: So, like... I will talk highly of myself without showing any proof. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. You know, this is the times we live in. And uh, it's the rise of social media. It's kind of what it's done. Everyone believes in themselves. You know, I was talking to someone about, um, it started off with talking about a clothing brand. It's like, oh, people want to start their own clothing brands now, you know. And this guy has been through it. So he's seen both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, he's seen like the the whole business side and how competitive it is and then believing in his own ideas and like and why he likes clothing to begin with and what kind of styles he would uh, basically create, you know, and he's like, it's not about your ideas. It's about literally getting it out into the market and studying the market because it's a lot of it is timing. Mm -hmm. So he was essentially like, yeah, because we were watching a video. About this kid where he was just like my dad's yelling at me right now you know and this guy's like scared and he like ran away from home and his dad didn't believe in his product his product was a hoodie okay and this hoodie was ugly
1: (laughs) it was ass (laughs) but he was like
0: he believed in it so hard that he was like yo like he's trying to make people buy it you know on tiktok shop and then all the comments were like yeah dude just listen to your dad this is (laughs) this is terrible you know Hey, to break it to you, little guy, but uh, this isn't this isn't it, you know? And that's the general public. That's the general market telling you, nah, like this is yeah. horrific, you know? Yeah, there are good ideas it's and bad ideas. It's not going to do well. Find something else to do, mm-hmm. right? And then I started thinking about like, okay, this kid, all right, before the general public started gaming, giving him like their two cents and like their comments, there has to be a way, there has to be something going on in his little circle, his little hub. Where everyone's kinda like just believing in him just because they're homies or mm-hmm. whatever. And no one wants to actually ask the general public until it's too late, you know? Because that's where it really matters. Like, sure, your friends are gonna support you, but at the end of the day, they're not your clients. You yeah. Know? There's a huge difference there. Um I mean, props
1: yeah. to props to that kid for even thinking of the idea to try to sell I money. Mean, exactly.
0: That's, that, so you know, he's thing, off to a right? good start. Yeah. So, and he's like, yeah, I want to recreate the whole uh, industry and whatever. And then I'm, and then I think of like, okay, if, if this kid was a little older, he would have understood like saturation, um, like how many companies exist. What did companies have to go through to um, get into clothing to begin with, get their line in clothing, you know? And I'm like, dude, everything has been done. And it's, like, I think it's just overly saturated. It is not the time for fashion right now, you know, especially if it's something basic.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and I think people have— There's a lack of, like, truth to yourself, you know?
1: Yeah. People have this idea that, like, if they're going to start a clothing brand, it's just going to be super simple. You just make a hoodie or a shirt or a f- fucking sell.
0: coffee mug and
1: or a hat and you just start selling. Yeah. It's not like that, dude. You have to iterate countless times.
0: Bro, the way I see it is like it's the idea of what's being passed around on social media as well. Yeah. Okay. It's the whole uh, price your item for a dollar. But if you convince a million people to sell it, you have a million bucks. <laughs> oh, or so fucking it, simple. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that, that's, that's very dumb. Did you want a lasting product? Because that makes me think of you as very short term. Mm-hmm. You know, you're lacking real skill because you don't want to develop anything. You want to develop money. That's it. You know, and the whole chase for money is very stupid because then you won't be rich forever. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to make that sum and then move on and be like, okay, what's next?
1: You know, one thing I also have a problem with, Mm. going back to your original idea where people focus so much on, like, boasting themselves up with nothing tangible behind it. Mm -hmm. I think people are too caught up with themselves and other people who are watching creators or entrepreneurs are too caught up with the individual as opposed to the work. That's a huge problem in my mind. You should, in my, from my perspective, you should always be focused on the work as opposed to just you as an individual and how you're coming off. Mm-hmm. Because that's ultimately what matters. Like,
0: what mission are yeah. you trying to... What are you contributing to? And then who are you contributing with? Yeah. You know? You can't rely on friends, bro. I've learned that over the long term. That... Yeah, they'll say nice things and, like, support you and whatever. All right, take that emotionally. But then, like, when it comes down to it, you got to put your stuff out there, like to the people that don't know you, Mm -hmm. right? And then once if you get accepted, then that means you're doing something right. But if they start rejecting things, you know, then you have some work to do because eventually you'll make it in there.
1: And I'll put an asterisk to the first part of that. In order to be accepted by the public, mm-hmm. you have to keep pushing work out relentlessly. 100%. You can't post one Instagram reel and expect to make it fucking big.
0: That's yeah. how it works. I mean, it's also progression. I think when you do that relentlessly, you're going to become better while doing it because you're spending hours.
1: I mean, think about how the podcast started out.
0: It was nothing. Yeah. We <laughs> recorded under a teepee, a
1: man-made teepee. <laughs> yeah, with blankets, dude. Literally a blanket over our head because we... <sighs> We wanted to try to fix the audio. Yeah. Now think about you from the perspective of audio and visuals in this podcast from day one all the way up till today. Yeah. That's a totally different person with a totally different quality of work.
0: I mean, I different... uh, Definitely, yeah. I mean, I remember starting off with a Nikon D80. I was 17. That was my first professional camera, technically. Hmm. Semi-professional. It was a crop sensor, but like... Honestly, there was a lot of times where I'm like, how do I do that? Or how do I do this? And you would try it and it still wouldn't work out as much as to your expectations as, as you thought it would. So then you would try again that same technique, same technique, same technique, te- te- same technique until you figured it out. And then you're like, okay, that's only like one thing from this whole entire chapter. And this chapter has like 20 things I still need to learn. Mm-hmm. I spent like a year on one. Right. The next one took me eight months. The third thing, third technique to master took me like six months, and then that's it. And then from there, it was just like months, months, month, week, two weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. And I shortened that because I think I also learned how to um, handle those handle handle new things too better. So in the practice of building techniques, you built your. Uh, The way you perceive them, too. How to take on new stuff, you know?
1: And once you have a technique, you have it forever.
0: There's no going back. Yeah, because you solved it in your own way. There's not like a mathematical formula for you to be like, all right, in order to do this, you're going to have to figure out that, this, and equals that. No, it's just... You learn yourself better and how you process information, and then you come up with your own formulas as to how to attack these things in order to um, retain the knowledge. You know? Yeah,
1: you had your twist to it. Yeah.
0: So then it becomes your own formula. Like, even if you were to teach this to someone else, like you wanted to teach them what I learned, you can show them over and over again, but maybe they can do the same thing, but with a different formula, you know, because mm-hmm. that's just how they are. That's how they learn, you know? Yeah. But, I
1: mean, think think about a jump shot in basketball. Yeah. How many players have a quote-unquote unconventional jump shot that do amazing. Like Derek Fisher is one that comes to mind, mm-hmm. how he would do that, or yeah. something of that nature. But, you know, if, you, if, a conv- if a typical coach came along and said, no, you're doing that wrong, he would fuck up his game.
0: Yeah. Was, instead of asking him, how did you learn that, it's, he would immediately come and say, you're doing that wrong because it's just not the coach's way.
1: Yeah, and it, I, I don't even think it's something you learn too. I think it's just something that's intuitive and innate. Yeah, like you just start playing basketball, and that's just how you shoot.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. It's uh, it's just I don't know. I think this just goes to rap. Like, a, it, at the end of the day, it's about how you how you treat yourself right you're either lying to yourself or you're being very truthful and a lot of this like i've been i've been seeing like gen zers being called basically soulless or like like inhumane Mm -hmm. that kind of shit and then you know people blame it on tiktok and whatever because that's where they shine you know, they believe that reality exists in those media platforms. Like, they don't they don't know how to just be like, hey, give me a hug or do this or that or whatever. But if they did it in front of a camera, it would be genuine, you know? Yep. It's ass backwards, but... It's one of those things that we're so, dealing with today. Yeah, so it's like, how do you expect people to be truthful with themselves? You know, like, imagine telling a TikTok star... All right. They're not a star of anything else, just TikTok. You tell them, yeah, you're like mid at most things. You suck, actually, and whatever. They're going to be like, no. No, I don't.
1: Because mm-hmm. they have all this these accolades coming from TikTok and
0: whatnot. Yeah. Because they have the numbers on TikTok. and You're yeah. like, what the hell? That doesn't mean you're good at basketball and you can run a 5K and do all these things in the real world just because you have the ego. You know, that's why I go prove it. You know, like some sort of resume. There has to be some sort of resume here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you know, uh, society's fucked when everything becomes secondary except social media. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like we need to uh, we need to put up that kind of message because of the way shit's happening you know like we've seen atrocities across the world which is insane yeah and uh to get people to speak up or do anything you gotta get them to empathize empathize and show sympathy so if you're disconnected already from this world which we see a lot you know like, you know, you'll see a dead baby or whatever, and then you'll just move on and be like, yeah, but my cookies are in the oven, so I'm just going to do that.
1: And that's the issue with social media is that it's, um, you know, mainstream news outlets and, and all these other sources can warp and twist the narrative to such an extent that they actually, they might not actually see that stuff, mm-hmm. but if they do, they'll rationalize it into their own worldview based off of what they've been taught, yeah, propaganda that's been shared to them over the course of how many how many years and it's scary mm-hmm. it is scary and I, I think people lack critical thinking these days um don't trust a fucking headline from mainstream media yeah no. I mean I don't I can't even I can't believe I even have to say that but surprisingly a lot of people are still stuck in this mainstream media yeah loophole okay we live in a world
0: I'm just gonna give one example where it's like you see a news headline right like um 1,000 plus babies were killed in Gaza today, right? And then you're like, oh, no, that's so sad. And then TikTok sends you a notification that your account has been banned, and then you freak out. And that's where we live today. So you give all your emotion to TikTok banning you or whatever, giving you a strike, right? And you put 20 times more emphasis on that than you do like an actual real headline where people are getting fucked, you know?
1: I do fault the individual for that to a certain extent, for not having the ability to empathize. At the same time, I'll pose a question to you. Do you think that's what naturally happens when you are exposed to such a vast amount, such a large number of people that they're almost not seen as people? They're almost seen as just accounts or anonymous or statistics. Do you think that plays a role? Because you you can't empathize with a crowd, so to speak. Yeah. Maybe you can. Maybe I'm I'm wrong here. But if you hear that a child is dead in Gaza, mm-hmm. you don't know that child's name. You've never heard of them. You've never seen them. You have never interacted with them. So my question is: Is there a part of that where people are naturally more inclined to not feel empathy because they've never? It's it's not a face to face interaction. Do you get it?
0: Yeah, no, I I know, I know, yeah, I get the question. I just think it's a little bit more difficult to answer because the way I'm seeing it is that there's a complete disconnect between how they identify life according to them, right? So like I said, if things like, you know, all hell goes loose on social media, they'll be panicking, you mm-hmm. know? And it's because they regard life as that, you know, they don't regard life as in I woke up this morning, the sun came out and then the moon's going to come out later and all that. Like they're completely disconnected.
1: And I don't want people to misunderstand my take there. I'm just saying like, there's a quote, one death is a tragedy. A million is a statistic. Mm -hmm. I think it was Joseph Stalin who said that, but that's real. Mm -hmm. That exists. And I think people need to understand that in order to, you know, get over the hump if they're not feeling any empathy for people on the other side of the world who are being carpet bombed.
0: Yeah. And killed. Yeah, I just, I really, like, the way I see it at least is just the definition of what life is to you. Yeah. It's kind of what it is, you know? And
1: values play a big role, identity, all that stuff. Yeah. Like,
0: people are dying, oh no. But I got fired, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? There's, a, there's just like, there's a huge disconnect.
1: Let's be real, we all do that to some extent. Of course. But I think it's it really is an indicator that your mind is fucked up if you see a blatant example of that and you just completely discount it as if it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Just burying your head in the sand.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna say this again, but it's interesting times.
1: Interesting times.
0: Mm-hmm. Breeding a lot of idiots, unfortunately. And I don't blame the idiots. I blame everybody else. You know? And it starts with the parents. Sadly.
1: The idiots of the idiots. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us five stars on Spotify. We're available on all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Pod. You can find us on YouTube at the 2AM Podcast. We're also on Twitter at 2AM Pod. Uh, don't miss an episode. We will catch you guys in, in the next time. Peace.